Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. So here we are in the bottom of the ninth inning. Two outs and running first base. Mark Knutson, the tall right-hander, trying to nail this one down. He has thrown a gem to this point. Eight and two-thirds innings, giving up just three hits and looking for his fourth complete game for the season and perhaps to secure his 15th victory. He's got a three-to-one lead here in the bottom of the ninth, but at the plate is the guy who has two of those hits, Manny Randawa. A single to center and a double to right so far. Knutson into his windup. Here's the pitch, and he throws a fastball right by Randawa for strike one. Randawa a bit tardy on that swing. Now we're ready for the next pitch. The windup, and here it comes. There's a swing and a long one. Into the gap in right center field, way back towards the wall. It's off the wall. Bichette can't get there. He's chasing it down, and out of nowhere comes Ellis Burke. He'll get to the ball first. The run's going to score. Randawa is around second. He's digging for three. Here comes the throw from Burks. It's going to be close. Here's the slide. It's it's the park-adjusted Rockies podcast. And now, here are your hosts, Mark Knudsen and Manny Randawa. Hi, welcome to the park-adjusted Rockies podcast. I'm Mark Knudsen. He's Manny Randawa from MLB.com. It is World Series time. World Series is set now. The Atlanta Braves and the Houston Astros will... Uh, playing the fall classic this year after some very, very exciting playoff action. Uh, we'll talk about that. And we'll talk about one guy in particular, uh, Manny Mandela, Tyler Matzik, who uh, was, a, was a former Rocky first round draft pick. It was an opening day starter here for the Rockies in 20, or not, excuse me, home opener in 2016 or 2015 was Rockies home opening day starter. He's been a star in these playoffs. He got away from the Rockies organization. And that, that's always a tough thing to deal with. But before we get started, remind, remind everybody that the best selection of autographs and memorabilia from your favorite sports stars is at denverautographs.com. Find what you're, looking, what you're looking for on the web or either at either of their two Metro Denver locations, Colorado Mills Mall and Flatirons Mall, Broncos, Rockies, Abs, Nuggets, and much more. It's all at denverautographs.com. And Manny, I'm pretty sure they have some Ellis Burks merchandise there as well. And I'm pretty sure they do. They have to, obviously, yeah. one of the Blake Street Bombers. Ellis is joining is kind enough to join us uh, on the on the show this week. And Ellis, before we get into anything else, before we talk about Tyler Matzik or the Red Sox or anything else, we got to ask you. You heard the open of the show. You remember the play. I'm sure you remember it like it was yesterday. Was Manny out or safe at third? It was a one-hop bullet. Third base <laughs> nailed third. him right there. That's what I've been trying to tell him. I, I, I started going like this. You can't see me. You can't see me right now because this is audio <laughs> right. only, guys. But like, it was a headset. So, I, so I'm, I'm still waiting on. Uh, you know how long they take with the replays. Yeah, I'm okay. still waiting. Okay. <laughs> that was good. All right, Ellis. Um, like I said, it was an exciting playoff series. You got to yeah. uh, watch it through the prism of the Boston Red Sox, who you do media work for. Um, disappointed in the way that things worked out for the Red Sox, or did they pretty much meet expectations this season? Well, you know, they didn't. The expectations wasn't quite there coming right. out of spring training. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was a young club, of course, and then all of a sudden they they lost the first three games to the Orioles, and everyone was <laughs> were down on them. Uh, yeah. But let me tell you, they won eight or nine in a row after that. 
Mm-hmm. And they didn't look back. I mean, from at the all-star break, they're in first place. But then again, they hit that little skid at, after the break. Right. But they got everything back together, and, and the guys started playing well. But one thing I will say about the Red Sox, they were a very streaky team throughout the season. And it showed throughout you know the playoffs. They were hot as all get out, and then all yeah. of a sudden they couldn't hit anything. Yeah, that's yeah, they were that's that kinda, way, and that's kind of what happened, right? In yeah. the in the yeah. ALCS, it's mm-hmm. just I was I gotta say I was very surprised by this team. Um, in the in the well, obviously Kike Hernandez. I mean, he had a post he had a Babe Ruth postseason of his life, and yeah. and just uh, you know, but at the same time, like everybody was hitting, and then just went cold. But when they were hitting, it was like I mean, ask Mark. He like predicted that the this Red Sox Dodgers and yeah, you know, look, can't they, do anything about it, and, nope, and yep. it's all just going to happen this way. And it's just like um, the Red Sox. I I think you know I'm not I'm not as close to obviously as you are to anything else, but the, it feels like they outperformed what they ought to have been. Um, you know, if in spring training you said they're going to get to to within uh, you know two games of the World Series, I think that would have been a little surprising. And you now you know why I don't gamble. Yeah. Well, I, I you know, if, if you're talking about any team, you know, all teams have that expectation of making it to the playoffs, going to the World right. Series. So Not I'm all sure teams. the Red Sox players. From the players, yeah, yeah. Well, sure. yeah, from the players' standpoint, they mm-hmm. knew how good they could possibly be, right. you know, and, and they, they did it. I mean, they had a great season. No. Um, they may have, you know, did a bit much than a lot of people expected, exceeded expectations, but, you know, you can't take that away from them. They had a great year. No. And of course, they got beat by another great team. How are they looking for for uh, twenty two? Uh, is this going to be kind of a springboard for them, or are they going to have some decisions to make, or what, what's going on there? It's going to be a lot of decisions being made. I mean, you have like eight players, three pitchers, uh, five everyday players that's going to be free agents, or mm. you know, like wow. a JD Martinez, JD. the club option, mm. or his option. And there's all sorts of things going on, so there's going to have to be a lot of uh, things, moves made, and to to make it fit. You gotta oh. wonder if the Yankees are gonna are gonna load up again, you know, because of you know they keep falling short. They gave Boone the extension, um, but they keep falling short. I wonder if the Red Sox are gonna have to play play that game. Play that game. It seems like they do every few years. Well, that always happens. Anytime yeah. uh, the Yankees or the Red Sox make a move, the other seem to do the same just to counter. So it's it's a chess match in the American League East all the time. Hey. Um- Oh, it's one of the guys that you're talking about is going to be a free agent for the Red Sox. He's a former Rocky, Adam Adovino. Um, He was one, man, by my count, one of a dozen former Rockies who were on teams that made the playoffs. They're not necessarily on the playoff roster, but of the 10 playoff teams, Otto is one of those dozen guys. Yeah, We're former Rockies that yeah. end up being in the postseason. That includes, obviously, DJ LeMayhew and Nolan Arenado, two stars that were let go. And, of course, Tyler Matzik, who we'll talk about again in a few minutes. Um I got Colin McHugh with the Rays, Chaz Rowe with the Rays, and I don't think he played in the playoffs. Um, you know, the ever-injured Brett Anderson in Milwaukee, uh, John Axford, Tyler Chatwood, Jake McGee, Tommy Canley, some of these guys. Else, talk about that, because we were talking about it a little before we started the thing. Kevin Bass told me one time, former teammate of mine in Houston, that 65% of the guys who make it to the big leagues make it in a uniform different than the one they were drafted to play in. So you were drafted by the Red Sox, correct? Right. Yeah, and you, you and I did say I made a brief. I had a cup of coffee with the Astros before I was traded. Um, you played with the Red Sox for several years before you, you moved on, but it's not unusual. So Rockies fans, I know we're sitting here and we're all bummed out that that Tyler Matzik's not currently a Rocky, but I don't recall Manny anybody being disappointed when the Rockies let him go in 2016. No, you know, honestly, um, you know, he, he had he had some issues with um, 
the yips, right? He, yeah, he couldn't he throw, throw strikes strike, all of a huh? sudden, and and that was the, the the performance part of it. And then I think that exacerbated maybe some, um, you know, I don't know the whole story, but I wasn't here, mm-hmm. but maybe it exacerbated some of the uh, anxiety issues that he's been very open about. Um, and clearly, that's an issue that a lot of people deal with. And and so there are issues, there are mitigating circumstances here on the Rocky side yep. because it's not like they it's not like necessarily that they could you know they're not going to go in and cure his anxiety, right? right. So. Um, yeah, it's a decision though. You know, you make a decision on whether you want to cut bait on a guy or not. And they made that decision. So it's not, it's not exactly like, um, uh, who's, who's, who's our guy in, uh, in New York that, 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 that's, that's, that was there in the outfield for the Yankees. Um, in New York, in New York. Yeah. He was the outfield for the Yankees. DJ was there. He, he was, but this guy oh, was Mike, he was there. Mike. Mike Talkman. Talkman. So it's not Mike Talkman where he goes out there and he starts actually hitting and figuring yeah. out how to hit, you know? Yeah. So that's a, that's the other example in the opposite example there. Uh, but it, well, you know, it happens I, with every team. Yeah. I must every... say, yeah, the red, I mean, you know, the, the Rockies have done a great job drafting players, developing players, but the, for some reason they have a way of letting players go. Right. And they seem to star out and, and become outstanding players elsewhere. Yep. Uh, you know, you can look at this whole year and all the teams that were in the playoff, like you said, Mark, that were former Rocky players. But, yep. you know, that's a part of the game. That's going to happen with free agency, with trades and everything else. So that's a part of the game. But that just goes to show how good the Rockies actually have been as far as developing players. Well, yeah, and I think, what Mark some, is, yeah. yeah, I think what Mark is getting at, too, is interesting because I think, you know, yesterday when Matzik was kind of showing out, it was, you know, he had great, you know, I think he struck out the side in the first, you know, when he got in, when he yep. first got in, mm-hmm. struck out like four guys and it was great. I mean, and he has a great story, but um, I think a lot of Rockies fans, even though, even the ones that know his story and know why the Rockies maybe, you know, weren't able to, to keep him, keep him here, feel that kind of, you know, like that ping, that pain that like, man, he could have been with us, you know? Right. And I think, you know, there are a lot of guys that, um, that that became stars here and then left matt holiday mm-hmm. uh larry walker although he larry played here 10 years uh ellis for that matter yeah. um yeah. you know ellis ellis went and had some of the best years of his career um from a number standpoint when he left out you know he had 96 here was like i mean that's an mvp season but when he left even though he was hurt uh, some of the time he had some incredible seasons with cleveland and san francisco um and then uh, now nolan arnado dj lemayhew Um, You could keep going, you know, and there's a lot of people that way. And a lot of that, you know, I think really does have to do. And and I'd be curious to get your thoughts on this, Ellis, Coors Field. Again, it always comes back to Coors Field, but the the difficulty of going on the road and hitting uh, after being at home for a week and then coming back and then not having that obstacle when you're playing for the Giants, for example, where you don't have to go down and go back up to altitude and all that. How, How much of a difference, at least for you, did that make? Well, you know, for me personally, I didn't really have a problem with it. Um, I mean, my splits were pretty even, I believe. I mean, if yeah. I if I if I remember looking back on my numbers, being at home opposed to being on the road, but I can see where that may become an issue with some some guys. Uh, you know, we always did play so much better as a team as a whole at Coors Field. Mm-hmm. Maybe right. that was just the comfort of being home, first of all you know, sleeping in your own bed, you know, hanging out with the family, whatever the case may be, there was a tremendous success at home. You know, then yeah. we, we go on the road and there was that big letdown. I mean, I remember guys were, were hitting 300 at home and 220, 230 on the road, yeah. the home run splits, 
I mean, some of that got to a point where people were really, you know, just thinking Coors Field was the reason why. And I don't think that's the no, case. No, I'm, 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 I'm with you, Ellis. I, I think yeah. home road splits are always going to favor the home team, no matter which team. They're a little right, more pronounced exactly. here. Some, sometimes they're a little more pronounced at Coors Field for some guys, and some, some guys are not. Um, you know, well, I, mean, I think they, this year in particular, yeah. though, like you look at this year, man. Um, I went the wrong direction they were, this year. They were, they were I mean, they, they played, you know, 600 baseball at Coors. Uh, this team on paper yeah. was not supposed to play 600 baseball anywhere. Yeah. Uh, but they did that. And on the road at first, they were on this pace for like setting a record for futility on the road. Like, like it was going to be, you know, would they, there was a question whether they get to double digit wins on the road at, at one point, then they started turning that around late in the season. I think I was talking to Brendan Rogers about this. I think a lot of that has to do with the youth of the team because like, mm -hmm. they just didn't know how to deal with the various, you know, it'd be, it'd be hard for any rookie or, or guy who's trying to get himself established. I imagine in the big leagues to, figure out the road, you know, even to start. But then when you have to do it from course, there's that extra, you know, that you have to figure out. So I wonder how much yeah. that was and how much uh, guys, when they leave here, you know, maybe it's, it's just case by case, right? Maybe it's just case. By, I mean, you know, that's the thing too, is like, you can look at Ellis's career. You can look at Larry's career. Um, you know, when he left here, I mean, it's not like he got better, but he was still good, you mm -hmm. know? So yeah. now uh, I'm going to tell you, Manny, yeah. a, a, a lot of times what happens there you know, you have that veteran presence. If you have a veteran player on your team that some of these young rookies can go talk with and, and watch, model themselves after, that helps a lot. I mean, that helped right. me a lot in Boston when I first came up in Boston, mm -hmm. you know, as well as going uh, different places and the kids coming to me. And, and I was also, always, in, also in Boston. Yeah. yeah well, At in Boston end. as well as other yeah. places, other cities right. that I went to. Uh, yeah. You know, you have the younger players coming up. And they will come up and ask me, hey, how do you adjust to this? What do you do when this guy owns you? You know, just different things players would ask. Okay, maybe they didn't have that veteran presence once they let Nolan go. I mean, of, of course, Trevor Story's still there, but you don't know how much uh, was being worn out with Trevor with all the trade talks, with everything else going on. You know, that's kind of stuff will beat you down as well. So, I mean, there, yeah. there's all sorts of things that are going on. Hey, Ellis. Um, you mentioned the Red Sox have eight guys who are, could possibly be gone. The Rockies have a few of those too, including Trevor, obviously. Mm -hmm. What makes a guy want to stay as opposed to, I mean, what makes a guy, what would make a guy take a, maybe even take a hometown discount for, I know the union doesn't, doesn't allow that much of that, but what makes a guy say, listen, this is where I really want to be if he has the choice of going somewhere else or staying for maybe the same money. Okay. It depends on if he's married or not, hmm. but if you're married, you have your family there, you have your home there, your kids are in school there. You want to be there with your family and kids. But if you're single and, and, and if your wife just says, you know what, honey, I can handle this while you're there and we can make it work. Okay. Then that player feel a little more comfortable and, you know, feel free to go out and, and, and accept any kind of offer wherever. But, you know, you have to look at each player's circumstances, first of all. Yeah. And, you know, for you, Ellis, I remember, uh, for you know, talking for the book, we were talking about how you chose – and it was a surprise to a lot of people. You chose to leave Chicago after just you had a great time there. And there was a great yeah. team, Frank Thomas, Bo Jackson. You guys were you were you're right there. I mean, you guys were close. You guys were two, yes. two wins away from the World Series. Um, but there were your reasons, right? And you, it kind of goes to what you're talking about right now, right? You wanted exactly. to have a place for your family that you that you felt comfortable living in. And you wanted to have – there are just a lot of other things. And, There's a and lot like of you said, you want to try something new. Exactly. Yeah. Well, so let's approach this from the other side. What could the Rockies do – to make guys like, and aside from the obvious, you know, winning, we want to win more games. 
Um, but Manny, if the rumors are, I think I remember who I read this from, one of the writers, John Hyman, I think, said Trevor's story is likely Lanny's plot is the Texas Rangers. Well, there goes the whole argument about I want to play for a winner because the Rangers are no closer than the Rockies are. Yeah. So let's not make no, any see, nonsense about that. So that's hypocritical. But you also but have to think, Mark, I want to interrupt you right sure. there because you can also say, okay, the Rangers are there. That's where he's from. He sure. could go play at home. Right. right. He could be I, with his family. I'm, I'm exhibit number one. I, I get that. Yeah. But, but what can the Rockies organization do to make guys, aside from just, okay, we're, we're trying to win, what, what, what other kind of things can they do to make this place a, a spot where people want to come and stay? Now, is that for me or you? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. Well, I tell you what, you know, as a player, first of all, you want it's, it's not about the money. You want to go to a place where you can actually have a chance to compete and sure. win. Sure. All right. Especially if you're going to sign a multi year deal, you want to be on the cusp of winning or developing or getting to that level. And I think the Rockies did a wonderful job for years developing those pitchers, those young pitchers that they had coming up all at the same time. And I thought that was marvelous. Now, you have to also build around those young pitchers. You have to bring some free agents in that are going to be a great fit for your not only your city, your organization, but Coors Field. You know, you have to think about who you're bringing in, first of all, and and, and developing them all and, and to make that one big perfect fit. And that's what their new general manager is going to have to do this offseason. Trevor Story would be number one on my list to keep him there. You want to keep a core player like that, a fan favorite, someone that they're used to seeing, first of all, and they're accustomed to seeing him. You, you still have kids with his jersey. You still have fans going out there with his jersey every day supporting this guy. Why would you let him just walk away right. like like you did Nolan? I mean that, that yeah. that's something that fans are very disappointed about, and they want to see the home team keep some of their players. Well, you know, you mentioned that there are not a thing. I think you know it's 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 beating a dead horse at this point. But on once on you know on one hand it's that on one hand it's also look that's a turning point for this organization. I mean. You know, Nolan Arenado was going to be their franchise guy. He was going to be their cornerstone at the hot corner. He was going to be the guy that they build around and, and they gave him the $260 million contract. And it's almost kind of, to me, it's almost kind of uh, uh, an implied admission of failure if you have to let him go. Absolutely. He, he has to go, you know, because he wants out and he wants to win. And, I, and we talked about this on, on other podcasts, but uh, there was a stat that came out a couple of years ago about the the value of the players that they put around the, the, the stars. So, on every mm -hmm. team they took they took yep. the three or four guys on every team that had the most war and the most value and then they took those guys out and then they, they added up the value of everybody else and the rockies only were in front of one team in the orioles on that and they actually yep. had negative wins above replacement so they actually had guys who they could have replaced with the you know yeah, guys who knew yo-yo from right. minors yep. on in those positions and they would have done just as well so it's that is i to me that's that was the big failure here is that if you, you know, you give this guy, you lock this guy up with a huge contract and then you got, you, you have, you have at that point, you have Nolan, Arnado, you have Trevor Story, you have DJ LeMayu all on the same infield. Mm -hmm. And you have that pitching staff, that young pitching staff, which it, it, it was unheard of in Rocky's history. I mean, I'm, I bet you were looking at those guys like, man, if we had those guys when we were there, you know, with the, <laughs> yeah, the Bombers yeah. years. Yeah. And it's like, so how much more do you really need to do to augment that, to, to complement that with, with the players you need, maybe a corner outfield bat, a first baseman that can hit, you know? So that, 
the question now becomes, will Bill Schmidt turn that ship a little bit to do, do things in a more, in a way that, that makes more sense, to be honest, because yeah. this, this organization by far, everybody's viewed this with their head, you know, it's been a head scratcher. Like, what are they really trying to do? So yeah. if you were Bill Schmidt right now, number one, Trevor story, he's already uh, re-signed um, CJ Crone after he had that really good year. And then, which is a great, good idea. And then Sensitella. I didn't realize he was only 31 years old yeah. and then Antonio Sensatella. So yeah. Uh, I think those were really good moves, but once the World Series ends, you know, free agency starts. Um, do you do you see any guys out there that that the Rockies maybe would want to take a look at right now? Well, not knowing exactly what the Rockies need, at this I would say moment. an outfield bat, like a corner outfield bat, maybe maybe one. Yeah, of them. Actually, one of your guys, Kyle Schwarber, comes up, but he probably is out of their price range now uh, after what he. Yeah, was. I mean that's that's going to be a pretty penny, yeah. especially after coming, uh, you know, to Boston. Yep. They're they're gonna lay out the red carpet for him. You think he's they're gonna resign him? They're gonna, they're be gonna able to definitely try. They're, yeah. they're gonna try. Yeah, especially it, what it really depends on what JD Martinez does. All right. Yeah. So you know he's one of those guys that could uh, opt out as well. Right. So there's gonna be a lot of talks out there, but the Rockies they definitely need a corner outfield with some pop. Yep. They need uh, to if I were the you know talk to bill at any given time you have to find a way to try to keep story yeah that's kind of you what know? you build you you, you have a core to build around still yes yeah. you do not just let this guy walk out of there and i mean he's a superstar i mean that's demoralizing first, too yes no it one. is yeah yeah i mean gut the, punch. the fans would yep. be like gee here we go again yep exactly. another gut punch all right guys i want to ask this question it's a hypothetical well not hypothetical it's a real question um National League West was obviously very, very good this year. He had 200 win teams in the Rocky or Dodgers and Giants. Giants have a bunch of free agents as well. Which of these rosters, given what the, the fact that we know the Rockies need to make these changes we're talking about, keep some guys and also add some guys, which of these three teams, Dodgers, Giants, Rockies, will have the biggest roster turnover this offseason? That's an interesting question. Um, you know, mm. For different Giants, reasons, I feel too. like I feel like the Giant. I feel like the Giants, um, just to the with the age. I mean, I know they extended Crawford. Um, I, I'm not sure what Go Gosman is a Gosman's free agent. Yes, he is. Um, he'd look good here. And yeah, well, yeah, I got Colorado kid. Uh, kid that's yeah. something. Yeah, but I mean, that's probably not on the on the top of the list for the no, Rockies right now because no. they're starting pitching. They need maybe bullpen help. But uh, yeah, I I think that you know. I think that the Rockies, I don't, I don't think it'll be the Rockies because I think the Rockies are so, they move at a glacial pace. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like exactly. they, they, they don't go exactly. too fast with all that stuff. They don't, they, they're not, they are not a team that has historically liked to move guys in terms mm, of trades. And absolutely. Things like that. They just keep wanting to yep. draft and develop, draft and develop because they've been burned a lot. Right. I mean, they were mm. the Mike Hampton thing, the, you know, I mean, there have been a lot of deals that they made in the past that bring people from in from the outside that I feel like makes them gun shy now. Um, so I, I don't think there was Rockies, Dodgers, Giants. It's tough to say. It's just like they're they're how competitive they were in the season. Yeah, it's so just good. like the, it's like the Yankees and the Red Sox. Alice, one one's going to make moves, the other's going to make moves. But do do you see? Well, I guess the point I'm getting at are, are teams that are really really good and on the cusp, like those teams are, or even World Series worthy. Are they more likely to make a lot of roster moves, or is a team like the Rockies that needs to you know, be rebuilt from the foundation on up. Are they more likely to make roster moves? Well, I mean, if, if you look at the Giants, the Giants made those moves 
and they just went and got all sorts of guys. Yep. They looked at, they looked and say, okay, this guy would be a perfect fit here. This guy would be a perfect, mm -hmm. and all of it worked out perfectly. How about yep. that? The way no one picked the Giants mm -hmm. to nope. finish where they finished mm -hmm. this year. Nope. Everyone not even within three yeah. places. I don't think. Not, right. yeah, not even Manny. All these guys <laughs> no. accepted their roles yep. and they did it. They did their jobs. And that's, you have to credit the scouting department. You have to credit the front office for making these tremendous moves that they made. And I think the Rockies are going to have to take a page out of the book right there and try to glue some things together, go and get different guys. Like I said earlier, those guys that would be a fit. You know, you don't just go out and get that number, that free agent you got to spend $250 million on and all the money goes to that guy. No, yep. you, you, uh, when you're looking to build a club, you build it from the inside out. You got to, like I said, you stay with that core guy like Story and build around him. You don't have to have those uh, million dollar players out there all, all the time, maybe one or two and just build around those guys. That's, you know, that's the a perfect, great point. And, and Ellis yeah. has been in. Ellis has been in the, I imagine has been close to these kinds of things because you've been with, with the front office of organizations as special assistant and everything. And you've, yeah. you've heard various discussions about these things. And so, and been part of them. So, and you've been asked a lot of times, I imagine what you think about certain talents and certain guys, like, should we go after these guys? And, you know, you're right, man. I think the Rockies, it seems like, you know, somebody said, I can't remember who it was a great saying. Uh, he said the Rays, can find right. one war, one victory, one win above replacement players in the couch cushions. They just pull them out, put them, plug them in, and and they're just the role players. But they they yeah. play the role. They do it. They get it done. And the Rockies, they get the they get like they get they got Charlie and DJ and and Nolan Arnado and Trevor Story, and they can't make it work. Yeah. You know the the question is if you have that kind of star talent in the middle and you can't, and then the, the starting rotation and you can't make it work. That's, you know, and so again, with Bill Schmidt, this is going to be a very telling offseason in terms of like, is that going to change? Are they willing to look outside the organization and say, here's what they're doing. We like that. Here's what they're, this team is doing. We don't really like that. Because right now it seems like the Rockies try to, you know, dance to their own tune and they don't want to, they don't want to do anything yeah. anybody's way. Manny, it seems like every time we have this conversation, it ends up back with Tampa Bay. That ends up who we end up talking yeah. about because that's a natural comparison for the Rockies. They don't want to spend like a big, big market team, but yet they're not committed like the, a small market team like Tampa is. Ellis, you're in the American League East with Tampa now. You watch the way the Rays do their business. Is that a franchise that you could see the Rockies modeling themselves after? Well, you know, first of all, you have to know if you're going to be all in for analytics or you're going to have a combination of analytics and baseball itself, just old school baseball. I think a combination would be perfect. You're right. You know, Like the Dodgers. You, yeah, you have to have a combination. You can't just go all in on analytics and rebuild and, and say you're going to be like the Rays. I mean, the Rays have done a great job, and they picked and chose whoever they want to play in those particular positions. They made outstanding trades. Like trading Chris Archer to the Pirates and getting what they got back? Yeah, amazing. Wow. Yeah. You, you, I mean, that's something the Rockies can consider. Yeah. I mean, you can consider yeah. trading one guy, but you have to make See, that's sure. that's a big thing right there. That they don't like to trade their guys. Like, you know, when's don't. the last time you heard? No, when's don't. the last time you heard a guy that was kind of like maybe a little bit in his prime, but they like what the Rays? That's what the Rays do. They flip their and the A's do that. They flip their guys mm -hmm. when they're in their prime because they know what they're going to get back, and they know how they can just keep the rolodex going, right? Yep. Yep. And the Rockies are just the complete opposite of that. They just well, don't even they don't consider that. The last know? time right. they did that was they were they were. They were 
they had a gun to their head when they traded Matt Holiday for ended up with Carlos Gonzalez. That's the last time they made a trade that really worked out for both parties. What's funny um, is they like you think that they would they would build you know they would see they'd look back on that and say hey that yeah. worked out yeah. you know yeah. uh, you don't have to necessarily uh, you know be be doing that all the time but I mean it it did right it worked out yep. great and so I, I don't because a lot of times it's like the Rockies get burned by certain uh, methods that they've used yeah. and the methodology when it doesn't work that they, they they're yep. they're just shy about doing anything yeah. like that but they, like you make that example that work that one yep. works so it's like why not think about that you know right, we well, have to whichever wrap. way they whichever way they decide to go they're gonna have to commit all in yes. yeah Agreed. either way you have to commit Agreed. all in yeah yeah guys I'll, we have time for one more question before we're gonna wrap this up ellis if you were a rockies fan would you be buying or selling right now are you you think there's a hope for this outfit or should we just expect things to get worse before they get better well um you know, it's hard for me to say because I didn't follow the Rockets as much as I, I usually do because I was so busy, busy throughout the that. season. But, you know, you know, when, when Bob Gephardt came in, I'm just going to use him for an example. Sure. When he came in, we didn't have the pitching staff that the Rockies have now. Okay. Sure. He kind of glued that pitching staff together, but he surrounded that pitching staff with some guys that can crush the ball. Boom. Okay, now, all of a sudden, you have the pitching, you also have some hitting, but you're not getting that cohesiveness as a club right now. So what do you do? I mean, there's going to have to be something, something has to be done. Yeah. You have to either trade one of these guys and maybe, you know, bring in some younger talent, trade a guy while he's still valuable. Not valuable. Right. Yeah. Don't do wait till he gets too old. What do you think about Dante was on with us a couple of weeks ago and he said he advocated for a return to the Blake Street bomber model to some degree because to make Coors feel you you made up you made you, you made this uh, this uh -huh. I think you made this saying up nightmare on Blake Street that whenever you guys came back from yeah, a, road, a road trip you guys would be like nightmare on Blake Street because yeah. it's a nightmare for the yeah. other team oh, yeah. and it yeah. just seems like That's this team is you know without saying it it just seems like this team has been playing scared of their own ballpark you know and absolutely right I, I just feel like you know you got to to me it feels like you've got to be have that kind of swagger that you guys had i mean they got the pitching staff now and it's not like yep. you're not going to be able to re replicate you guys um but there seems to be it seems to be something you know my brother is a baseball fan and he he said he texted me one time a very very keen uh observation he said as a matter of principle as a matter of principle the rockies should not be down at the bottom of the league and hitting in any yeah. category. True. And right. So it's like, why, why you know, you, you, you should get some guys who, who can mash, right. Get the crush the baseball. Well, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to comment on that because, you know, home runs have always been sexy. Yeah. You know, everyone loves the home runs. Okay. When Coors Field, of course it was an inaugural season in, in 93 and 94, then the, the, the opening of Coors Field in 95, I tell you what, fans were coming out, but they were coming out because they knew they were going to get a show. Yeah, they knew that yeah. the Rockies were going to score a lot of runs. I mean, it may be nine to eight, but they were going to get some excitement, mm. and that just elevated the fans. They came out to support, and I mean, it was unbelievable what we mm. saw every night. Yep, lots so of stolen, yeah, yeah. stolen yeah. bases, hit and runs, all everything. All, everything. Absolutely right. You know, everything. bring it, bring yeah. it out. I mean. You have to, you can't just sit there. And that's what I tell people all the time. You can't sit there and wait for the home run. We had guys that could steal the bases as yep. well. Mm -hmm. I mean, we had everything going. And I think getting back to old school baseball, 
once a team does that, I mean, you're going to have a, a heck of a team on your, on your hands. One, one thing that was great to see in the postseason was so many stolen yeah. bases. I mean, we, yes. I mean, and the success rate. And, and so, and so that, why because it's always the been. Playoffs? Why do you the playoffs? <laughs> That's a great question. That? That's a great question. So many guys hitting the ball the other way, not worrying about launch angle, hitting the ball hard the other yeah. direction. Cody Bellinger was a poster boy for that. It was great. Hey, Alice, we got to wrap this up. We really appreciate it. We'll have you on again in a couple of weeks as your time, as your schedule right. allows. We really like your insight. It's a pleasure to have you on. Ellis Burks, Lake Street Bomber. Uh, that's gonna. We're gonna have to wrap this edition of the Park Adjusted Rockies podcast. Thanks, Ellis. Manny, thanks. thanks guys. Thank you, uh, Manny. Thank you uh, once again. As good always, conversation. Fantastic. We'll pick it up again next week. We'll have World Series games to talk about next week, and uh, maybe, maybe Tyler Matzik will be the MVP of the World Series. We'll have to wait. That'll make Rockies fans feel That'll, even better. Not really, but it'll be great. It's a great story anyway. All right, we'll see you guys next yeah. time. Take care. All right. Yep. All right. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.